one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily, uh, our podcast with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks, as always, for uh, downloading us. Um, we were joined by our very own Johnny Owen, uh, filmmaker and uh, talk sport presenter of a Sunday morning. And, yes, uh, proud he was talk- Welshman. Yeah, talking Wales. He's sponsoring his local club. He'll explain a bit uh, more about that as well. Um, it's not all larks, of course, uh, here on the show. Um, because Troy Townsend joined us from Kick It Out to react to the booing of uh, the knee being taken at the England-Austria game last night. Uh, and then we brought you a very competitive birthday spread. It was a good game, wasn't it? It was a good game, yeah. 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 Here Don't it want to give anything is. away. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, Luke says, don't overthink it today. Max Simon says, after last week's win, I think the celebration went on so long, you're still hungover. No chance. Go high, says the Court of Arbitration for birthday spreads. Radio, just called radio. Just go out there and enjoy yourself. And Chris says, don't use too many direct hits at the start. Lead yeah. him into a full sense of security. Go for the kill at the end, he Your says. direct hits in the birthday spread are very impressive. The stats, of course, are backing that up. Mm. You've got, you're well, getting a lot of direct hits. Well, that's why I'm sort of a match play only one last week for somebody you didn't even know a <laughs> match play is in the Ryder Cup I'm yeah. a really key part of the Ryder Cup birthday spreads the, the British team yeah British and Europe team Ryder Cup obviously you're, you're the captain right yeah. but actually I, I do really well in that you know yeah, so yeah that's it's, your it's speciality just, I'm unlucky that stroke play is the only one yeah. that is currently broadcast nationally well, all the match play games <laughs> take place behind closed doors well we're normally talking about golf maybe it's a good time to set up one of the things we want to hear from the listeners oh, on yeah. this afternoon yeah. this was a little piece in the sun yesterday mischievous US Open bosses plan to pair up feuding rivals Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka Torrey Pines and so we were thinking you know sometimes in life you are paired up it might be a table at a wedding might it, it might, might be, be a desk near somebody it might be a radio show it might be a radio <laughs> show indeed and you find yourself stuck with somebody that you can't you can't shake off no i'm not me obviously <laughs> no, but like a limping like I'm a limping saying, no, saying nothing yeah. <laughs> but 
yes, you get the idea. We're looking for the, those bad pairings when you just sat down and thought, oh, no, not him, not her. Um, whatever it was, um, let us know this afternoon whether you, maybe you're doing some training course. Like, you know, let your imagination run. Well, obviously, it's a true story. Yes. Don't make it up. <laughs> no. Don't, yeah. In fact, don't let your yeah. imagination run. Don't let your imagination just basically deal in facts. Bull 18, I've been to two weddings where I had to sit next to my wife's ex-husband. Um, right. I found Stella helped. He says... Well, she's a lovely girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jared <laughs> says, I had to walk down the aisle with an ex-girlfriend at a wedding. How does that work? Well, not, not, not presumably not as the father of the bride. I mean, I can't... <laughs> that, I can, that's, that's a, a very dangerous... One. That sounds like the start of... Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's very strange, isn't it? It's strange. Like so a yeah. Kilroy. <laughs> you walk down the wedding. With, anyway, you get the idea. So anyway, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. Do let us know this afternoon about those unwelcome pairings mm. you've encountered yes. in life. Some of you didn't get talk about um, today, uh, sorry, yesterday, right. was uh, Bradley Orr, uh, formerly of Bristol City, QPR and Blackburn Rovers. Where's he? Now, was, Bradley? Well, uh, Bradley's not involved in the world of sport. He's, he's, he's in business, I believe, with a soft play centre amongst That's one of his right, things. Okay. And he, okay. he did have, um, uh, he found himself in court a little while ago because around this soft play centre, um, when uh, I think he was asked to close it down, he uh, claimed Magna he, he claimed Magna Carta. Did he? So he, I think he pinned the the, the, the Magna the, Carta up on the wall. I think he pinned. Yeah, do you know like managers soft play, say the soft play that really got in the soft play centre. <laughs> it was lost on most of the four year olds. <laughs> really, but so the, some four year olds going. It's not strictly a constitution, <laughs> Mister Orr. <laughs> That's right. My dad says, <laughs> but yeah, it did strike us. So, do you know of any other footballers? <laughs> Imagine pinning Magna Carta up on. Look, it's as good a call topic as the other one you've suggested. Okay. Tell us why you've suggested this. I was going to say, do you think Bradley or he'd be good in a three-person law firm where it's like Wilmot or Jenkins? Yeah. And people are like, was that Wilmot and Jenkins? That's or right, yeah. we good? Uh, so, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, was spotted yesterday during that uh, fantastic victory, which means it's definitely coming home mm. over Austria. He jumped over a human man, didn't he? he? Did, At the yeah, one yeah. point during the game, he launched himself so high... It was utterly ridiculous. And it reminded you of... A, a, you, you, you hadn't heard of this before. Mm. Had you heard of it before? Duncan McKenzie, formerly of uh, Everton yeah. and Leeds, jumped over a mini. That was his yeah. party before piece. Before a game. Yeah, he did it. They had it on the on the side of the pitch. Quite a famous image, yeah. It's a great picture. Mm. It's a strange thing to do. I, mean, I think it was only a testimonial, but still. That's, that's, a, that's one way to warm up, isn't it? Yeah. He's been injured in the warm-up. How? He jumped over a mini... You know, it didn't work. But I'm interested to know, and Lars Sivertson also, he actually texted me mm. this question for radio, which is very much a save it for the weekend. But what's the biggest thing you've ever jumped over? And it reminded me of mm. uh, former uh, Scunthorpe manager, in my mind, Scunthorpe manager, yeah. Nottingham Forest fullback, of course, Brian Laws. Um, footage em emerged from years ago on YouTube jumping over a canal. Yeah. And I was very excited about this. What? what? I mean, quite. It wasn't, it wasn't was like it the Regent's Canal. It was like yeah, a small. Yeah, yeah okay. it was like. Not the Suez. No. <laughs> jump over the Suez Canal. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. it, was a, it was a nice little bit of footage. I think it was recorded by family. Mm. And it was just Brian Laws jumping over a canal. And so on, on Soccer AM during the glory years, you wonder why. 
you know, they, they didn't last. Yeah. I launched the feature, uh, managers jumping over things, which I thought would run. I thought other mm. managers would watch because players watched yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. And they'd you know, get their gaffer to jump over They'd be something. like, Jose, would you possibly, you know, jump over this fridge or whatever? It never really took off. No. Did um, anybody do it? No, it was a series. It was no, a episode no, one in a so series of one. nobody did it. And even the series was basically a family video, not something that had been generated thought, from the idea. I thought Ian Holloway would have done it. I mean, Ian yeah. Holloway built a chicken coop for us. So, you know, yeah. you thought... He would have jumped over. He would have jumped over just a small fence. I think if you pushed it, he would have done it. If you'd reminded him. If there was a football manager, I'd say anywhere, conference and above, yeah. who would be prepared to jump over something live, right, okay. we would trust them, obviously. Yeah. Oh wait, seven one seven double two double three double four. Okay, fair enough. Do you think we'll not, get one. You're right. No. Do you reckon we'll get one? Uh, I think we've got better things. Well, out to of do. work. Well, Chris Wilder did it. I think we'd still take that. It's not in yeah, work, but we'll take it. You don't have to be currently in. No, they're no. not going to do it anyway. Why are we having this conversation? Anyway, but what's you're the biggest thing you've ever jumped over? I put out on Twitter. I've had no responses. I oh, know. Seriously, right? <laughs> biggest thing you ever jumped over? <laughs> pairings you've regretted, Paul. As pairings well. you've well regretted. Together. They do. There's some. It seems to work today for some reason. <laughs> Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine, and you can tweet to TSH and J. We will uh, reflect on the football last night. Uh, England, uh, of course, beating Austria one nil. Uh, Duncan Wright was there. We'll uh, get it through his eyes. We're going to be talking Wales with uh, Johnny Owens, and it was a bit of a shame last night. That sending off it really did change things, yeah. didn't it? Um, yeah, complete. I mean, in a friendly, they should really have a way of saying, just "Let it go." We know it should be a red. Didn't even though I don't know if it should be. But we'll let it go because it's a Didn't help the French either, no. who probably wanted to play against 11 players. And I thought Scotland, I saw it highlights, I thought Scotland looked good last night, oh, actually. No, getting nervous. And played, well, they did, they played well. Um, we've decided rather, you know, many of our Scottish football experts you'll hear from during the tournament, but not many Englishmen watch Scotland as much as Ian Crocker was commentating last night. And I think, you know, I think he's somebody, you know, he's got a foot in both camps. He works in Scottish football, but he is English. So I'm interested to see what he thinks, because from what I've seen, considering they had so many players out, they played some decent stuff last night. So uh, we'll be doing that, and uh, we will have a birthday spread for you a little bit later on. Uh, competitive uh, fish finger eating, 100 fish fingers in 15 minutes doesn't sound a lot, but it is in, in reality. Though, to me, it? it sounds quite a lot, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, normally, what are you, a four, <clears throat> maybe a five on a greedy day? Fifth, I mean, that's the quantity, but I mean, in terms of speed, eating 100 in 15... Look, I mean, we're going to speak this... And he did it in an England shirt, which made us feel it was certainly worth a conversation on... Uh, Javier Sotomayor's been in touch. Oh, yeah, OK. Uh, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Yeah. Oh, OK, fair enough. No, so not. I thought we had... Um, I know you've, you're well connected. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now in the studio um, is Johnny Owen. John, Johnny, good to see you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah. Very frustrating, I'm sure, from your point of view. Um, yes. Because, you know, what can you find out about your team on the eve of a tournament when you're down to 10 men against the world champions? Ridiculous, wasn't it? I was like a, a, a childish one-man protest. I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if, as if it would make a difference. Yeah, I thought that's, that's pointless. But, you know, uh, Max was just saying before we started talking, the French team were trying to say to the referee that this is pointless. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no point if you send him off. And also... It, it's, it was a harsh decision anyway mm. for the penalty but then to sort of double it by saying well and it obviously wasn't intentional mm. so sending him off for an unintentional hand but I'm just a bit like well that's, that's pointless almost yeah. I quite like that attitude to football if something doesn't go right <laughs> just take the ball home turn that's off. I mean it's interesting I, Lee Dixon afterwards was saying on the ITV highlights that that is a penalty and, and Wrighty was saying it as well and I think by the letter of the law yeah. it doesn't matter if it's yeah. intentional if you're stopping it but maybe we need to change the laws of football I'm, I, I've got lots of ideas for law changes but if you don't intentionally handle the ball on the line a penalty 
is enough of a punishment. Yeah, you know, it, it and does that's feel a, a bit double. Obviously, a hard. Sometimes they'll go, "Well, is that deliberate? Is it not?" But also, they were talking about if your hands are in an unnatural position, and I know people have had this conversation so many times, but. You look at a still image, and if someone's hands are in the air, you go, well, his hands are in the air. But if anybody listening who's moved at all yeah. right, will know that their arms sometimes, if you lunge one way, your arms go one way. And that, that, you know, I, I think that's a totally natural place yeah. for his hands to be at that time. Yeah. I find it deeply annoying. And I'm leaving. You're not, even Welsh. <laughs> you're not even Welsh. You're turning the show off. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I, I thought the same. So um, the group itself in the Euros, how are you? How are you? I mean, Italy, not a bad side. No, it's <laughs> uh, and Turkey and, and yeah, it's and a tough, yeah, it's it is a tough, a tough group. group isn't it, it is, yeah. And obviously, this 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 the <clears throat> sort of long trip to tobacco as well in, in the mm. middle of all that. So it's going to be really difficult. I think, like, uh, such a cliche to see it, but start well. If we get any kind of result in the first game, then you know we got a chance, but uh, it's going to be tough. There's no two ways about it. I mean, the, the one good thing is Gareth Bale has come back into a bit of form. Yeah. Which is massive for and us. And I wonder if it will be buoyed by what Ancelotti said. Look, we don't know what his plans are. He's deliberately not saying anything. But um, uh, hear Ancelotti say, you know, he knows the player. He's worked with the player. He says he's still very much in my thoughts. You know, he didn't get a lot of game time, but he scored goals towards the end. He's still a good player. So yep. Bale may feel, because it seems like family are quite happy. In Spain, he may feel that he's got another chance at Madrid. Yeah, he's always said he's very happy there and wants to stay in. Mm. You know, and it, it probably says it, but he seems happiest playing for Wales, doesn't he? That's mm. the thing. Yeah. So that's what we're, we're hoping as well. This this tournament, he's already probably our greatest ever player now. I'd say you mm. know, John Charles, but I think qualifying for two tournaments out of the last three and nearly getting into the World Cup that game against Ireland, it's been really down to him as yeah. a talisman. He's been astonishing for Welsh football, really, in that respect. Actually, before the sending off in the small part of the game yeah. which we were allowed to watch you, you know Wales held their own they had that one chance there Daniel James got in I think it was Joe Allen you know Lloris just got there or Kimpembe did a good block mm, for yes. Joe Allen but you, you looked okay didn't you yeah I mean, we were on a decent run I mean there's one start I read uh, yesterday which was astonishing uh, games that Bale and Ramsey have started competitive games so tournament games and qualifiers we've only ever lost one since 2016 against the, the England game mm. so when they play we're a really good team with difficulty you know, for anybody As, listen it's going to be difficult in, in Italy but you know we've got to be looking to pick up points against Turkey Switzerland and then I mean I think they try to make it I think this best place third can go through as well all that kind of stuff we've got yeah. to be looking for a second or maybe third you know and once you get through like it happened last time it's, it's always a one-off game and then anything can happen I mean, yeah, you made it. You made a film, of course, about uh, about. <laughs> honestly, about, I am not about just saying because you're here. It's so good. It yeah. almost made me want to be Welsh, <laughs> <laughs> which is the finest compliment of yes. anybody but the film and Max. I mean, it was, it was nice. such an emotional time. And when we, we were over in France, we were meeting up with Welsh fans. It was such a wonderful atmosphere around the, that tournament. It's a shame that we're not going to get that sort of travelling army of fans from England, Scotland and Wales enjoying games overseas. It is it? a shame. I mean, that, when they sort of announced the format of this tournament, I thought it was a bit disappointing, really, because the, the great thing about a tournament, especially somewhere like France, which is an amazing country to have a mm. tournament in because of, you know, everything about it, you know, the food, the weather, it was just amazing and it all came together. I think we'd had, my theory is, we'd had so much misery over the years in nearly qualifying some higher power went, all right, boys, you know, this summer you can you can have it all, really. Yeah. Almost all. You can nearly <laughs> win it. And so I think, you know, everything sort of came together. Even the cities, we were in Toulouse, Bordeaux, and places like mm. that. You know, I mean, it was like we've got a Bordeaux. It's beautiful, isn't it? The weather's stunning. And yeah. Everything about it was just seemed to be perfect for us. And the team played really, really well. I mean, this is what I'm doing for this uh, tournament, interestingly enough, is I'm going to be in Merthyr Tidville. Ah. Slightly different from Bordeaux. <laughs> but and I'm, different from Baku. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, more similar to Baku, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm basing myself down there in my home. Um, 
Horton Town Club of Merthyr Town in the uh, in the Webley Suite in right. the grandstand. Nice. Uh, we've done the uh, we've done something down there for the, uh, the the squad announcement, and it's great. And mm. it was really sweet actually because Merthyr's a real football town as well in the valleys. It's quite quite famous for it. And when they went down, and the guys in Talksport were saying they were worried in case nobody was going to be there. I said when we turned up, they were queuing around the block. Oh wow! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the clubhouse will be packed every time, so it'll be it'll become a little bit of a hub. And I, I thought myself, I'll have it there because there's so many Wales fans in Merthyr would mm. have travelled, and we can kind of make it sort of a thing. I was even tempted to sort of camp there. I was going to ask Merthyr if I could sort of get a caravan and a tent <laughs> on the pitch so we could make a tournament. You know what I mean? I chatting to Ben Fisher, who, who covered the game for The Guardian this morning, saying Wales v France, in, in terms of the battle of national anthems, mm. that is up there. Yeah, of two yeah. of the absolute finest. Two goodness. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've often thought that when we play them. It's like they do, because it's one of those anthems that they use, you can just do the, the tune, can't you? You don't yeah. know the words. Yeah. And Wales is a bit like that. Everybody English who doesn't know the words always goes, da 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 Just that bit, isn't it? Well, in the Euros, the one Wales, Italy, and of course, Italy's, in case you didn't know, Italy's national anthem is called Rom Pom Pi Pom. Yeah. That's. And I love the Italian I mean it makes me you know a World Cup's coming when you hear from me when you hear the Italian and the Brazilian national oh, anthems they're the ones that make you kind of you're beaming the World Cup's yeah, there yeah. Yeah. should say Danny Ward's penalty save there was oh yeah, yeah absolutely he made some good saves yeah. in that game well, there's a bit of a debate about him and Hennessy isn't there there is there is um, I'm slightly leaning towards Danny at the moment as well I mean Hennessy's been excellent for us over the years and the, the, I mean it's the modern game I know I'm one of the most respected goalkeepers he can't get any game time because Schmeichel is probably arguably the best keeper in the Premier League at the moment mm. one of them anyway mm. I just wish he was playing more you know that's the thing but he looked really sharp last night what mm. I've seen of it before I sulked what did you do instead I had a few pints I just uh, sort of I just telly off yeah just sort of right, so, so it wasn't like you didn't go anywhere oh no, I was in a pub so I just oh, you were in a pub. did you get oh, goal flashes did you, were you yeah yeah, the well, Griezmann yeah. goal was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? I mean, it was a good hit. Mbappe yeah, yeah, Griezmann, yeah. was it? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just pinged it in the top yeah. corner. Yeah. Mbappe yeah. Griezmann and Benzema is is good. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're up against decent opposition. Some good players. They, they've they've got to be one of the them. Eng, I think England are very strong and Belgium. Yeah, Belgium need De Bruyne, but uh, a lot of people are fancying Italy. Is that a bit of Italy? Yeah, there? yeah. I mean, they've, they're on a really good run, aren't they? I think they've lost in I don't know 15 yeah. games or something like that. So that's always going to be one of England's chances. Because we played England last time. I was just saying to Max, I think this, Scotland going to causing in a lot of problems in, in that game because it's a derby and it takes on a different dimension. That was the case with Wales-England, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I think, you know, the, the, especially the younger generation, they don't remember the England-Scotland games like I do, you know, mm. and I think the stats between the two countries, I think England have only beaten them like twice more than Scotland, which is extraordinary when mm. Scotland's a country of five million people. So like I said, they won't come down here and make it easy for England at all, but I think England have probably got the best chance they've had in a major tournament I can remember. Uh, it's probably since 1990, I'd yeah. say. They with, really are very With strong. all of the, the, you know, the fixtures playing, being played at Wales. Yeah. As well, it's massive, isn't it? You know, you know, the only other times we played at home was '66, of course, when we won it, '96 when we yeah. lost I, in I the semi final. I can't deal with this hope and expectation. <laughs> <laughs> like, before we let you go, Johnny, yeah. um, you uh, have gone into the sponsorship business. You oh, mentioned yes. Merthyr. I yeah. do, yeah. Me and uh, my partner Vicky McClure have sponsored Merthyr Shorts, we're nice. a production company. Uh, and it's caused a bit of a stir on social media and in the so it's been a Welsh media today, which is nice actually just to do something mm. for the club. I'm a Merthyr boy, born and bred. I was the first club I went to go and see when I was a kid. My father supported them, so I thought it'd be quite nice for us to sort of to do that for the club. Why know? did you choose the shorts specifically? Just a bit cheaper than the shirt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, the shirt had already gone. Right. So it was the shorts. Who's got the shirt? We're going to give them a bit of publicity. Uh, do you know? I don't know. Actually, it's a good oh, question. Okay. Uh, right. I know Cherry Red Records. I've I've just done the uh, the training kit. 
Uh, and I think the good football manager have got involved as well. So there's some good sponsors they've got there. Oh, okay. Mm. Maybe the, the, the cast of Line of Duty could do the whole kit one year. That'd be fantastic. That, the trade centre. No, Martin no, Constant could do the trade socks. Trade No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask them. I'll try and get into it. They did, they did sponsor the... Um, a Belfast ladies team, haven't they? They've, the three of them were sponsored uh, yeah. recently, I noticed. So, yeah, they've, they've got they've got form for it. Great for a team to run on the pitch with bent coppers on yeah. their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> bent referees last yeah. night, you should have been. Which is where we came you, sponsored, uh, you haven't sponsored a Tottenham. Well, I was just saying, you sponsored uh, one of the Tom Cambridge Champion, players. But if, I want to spon- well. if I want to sponsor Sonny's socks, it's going to cost me about 60 grand. <laughs> I've got that kind of money. That's the trouble with supporting a Premier League side, of course. Yeah, they support Mesa. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. should make change your team. I should, you yeah. This, this thing's as good a time as any. Uh, Johnny, you're back at the weekend. Uh, I, I am. I'm doing some stuff, obviously, around the Euros. Mm. And I'd like to be down in Merthyr, I think, right through the tournament, really. Well, as long as Wales is in there. So I hope it's longer than two weeks. We'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah so. We're going to be in, uh, we're in Cardiff uh, at one point, myself and Andy, doing, oh, yeah. doing a show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Uh, what day are we there, John? We've got to work it all out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what conversation well, is this? Where are we well, just, We're going on Thursday, no, Matt. We'll see you there. We're gonna be, we're gonna what be, time are you going to train you get in? Oh, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you all the details. We'll have a punch. Mal says I can confirm Merth is a football town my son is currently taking on eight local lads in a park current score Wales 2 England 2 good lad there we are good there lad we are. there you go there you go <laughs> Cheers, my bro- I've got to shout out my brother as well he absolutely loves your show Chris oh. God yeah, bless him. Thank you, Chris. Oh, yeah, Chris. Bless him. Good man. Even when Max is on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was about to do that myself before someone else did. Uh, cheers, Johnny. Thanks very much. Cheers, we'll mate. catch up with you soon. Johnny, are in there? Um, listen out for him covering Wales during the Euros for Talksport. The Hawksby and Jacobs. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Should point out, we haven't discussed yet, um, Ben Godfrey's first touch in international oh, football, which man. you could just see that angle where he's got yeah. his head in his hands going, 
Oh, this can't be how I begin my England career. I think I'll <laughs> kick off with a no-look pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. It was quite so, bold. Somebody tweeted me to go, was that the ultimate cheers, Gareth, for leaving me out of the 26? There you go, you'll bring me on. And yeah. I'll just... Yeah. Oh, I was just Stick such... Deliberate a, own goals. Oh, yeah. That was an extraordinary moment. And the other moment I really liked was um, Sam, who was on with... Uh, Sam Matterface with Lee Dixon. I mm. thought they did a great job, actually. But when... Um, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was there and they super slow-moed him coming off with his injury and Sam turns to Lee Dixon and goes, can you just lip-read that for us? <laughs> and Lee's Lee sort of going, I'm not sure that yeah. was in the in the job spec. Do I have to, do I have to be a lip-read? I'm sure there are people Sam was paying saying, money well, to do A lot of people have looked at it and they're saying, he's saying, it's gone. And Lee was quite dismissive, wasn't he? He said, well, we don't know that, do we? <laughs> he wasn't buying he into it. Could have it. said, the game's gone. Yeah. Maybe that's what he said. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, it's, it's a great shame for Trent Alexander-Arnold, isn't it? It is. It's like a story about jumping over things. Yeah, because you asked earlier on, didn't you? Because we saw uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin jump over a man. He jumped yesterday. over a man, yeah. and it's not being talked about enough, frankly. No. What a skill. We should, be, you, we should really use that to our advantage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're running towards a player, oh, and yes. so you can just put the ball past him... And rather jump over him. <laughs> it's a great what idea. a great skill that would be really to is. jump over the man why, in front of him. Why hasn't he done that? Ancelotti's been holding him back. Yeah. This could be the new sign. Who are they going to bring in? When Dalton Grant is the new Everton boss, yeah. you really see Calvert-Lewin <laughs> go to the next level. Anyway, Steve Watson from Brackley says... It's not quite not the old Newcastle player. Not the old Newcastle player, no. When, uh, <laughs> when me and my mate Steve... Grimer, he says, uh, played golf in Spain. We always hire a buggy because of the heat and the terrain. Mm. Uh, one year, Steve left one of his clubs on a green. We've all done that. We played early. We decided to go back for it. We jumped in the buggy and off we went the wrong way down the fairways. When you're going the wrong way down a fairway, you can't really see the bunkers. Not sure what speed we were doing, but we found ourselves flying through the air, unintentionally jumping over a bunker. We didn't have time to be scared. We just landed on the other side of the bunker and just carried on. Not something I'd recommend. Uh. And to this day, my heart beats faster when I think of what could have happened. But what a beautiful... Imagine if you were just, you know, you were just sort of slowly going up the seventh and then you just see this buggy just flying over a bunker towards you. So it's not... <laughs> strictly a correct answer to the question but I welcome the text all the same um, we've got another one of these jumping over something I attempted to jump over a big red post box says yeah. Troy the Arsenal fan I almost made it but my joggers caught the oh. top which resulted in a sore arm it could have been a lot worse it than that Troy certainly Kelly says at a friend's wedding my husband got progressively more drunk happens at weddings jumped over progressively higher stacks of bales of hay uh, this was before it got really silly. They sent a photo of him over about four bales of hay there. The bride was uber competitive and fuming she couldn't join in in her wedding dress. Um, <laughs> thank you, Kelly, for that. Thank you, Kelly. Um, and we are asking this afternoon because the US Open, so they like to have fun with the pairings. I don't know how much fun it will be if they put together which they're planning. Bryson DeChambeau and, and Brooks Kepka. That's what they're considering. So and those pairings, those moments when you found yourself with somebody um, and had no choice but to soldier on, could be that table at the wedding, it could be at work, wherever it else was, but unwelcome pairings we're looking for this afternoon. Yes, please. But we haven't had many. People no, are I mean, welcomely put together, aren't they? I'm surprised. Happily put together, yeah. aren't they? Uh, although uh, um, I was paired to play golf twice with the young pup that my wife ran off with oh. I imagined the ball was his head that's one way to go that's one <laughs> that's way. bit dark anonymous one way to keep it light mate it's a bit, it's a bit harsh yeah. isn't it maybe go to a different golf club yeah it you, would be know? difficult wouldn't I it? mean you are going to watch you know it is a good idea Mm. Isn't to put Deschambeau and Kupka together? Yeah, it's going to make I mean, more people go. Oh, we'd all watch I it. Want to see the that. body language would be an absolute sensation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do, you, do you want a quick numbers-based quiz ahead of the birthday spread? Go on, yeah, very quick. quick from the go Daily on, Star. Um, how many 
uh, litres of water can an elephant guzzle in a second when it uh, widens its nostrils by 30%? 26. Three. Oh, OK, fair yeah, enough. 26 litres a lot in a second. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite a lot. But I would have said, you know, 100 uh, fish fingers in 15 minutes. was quite, well, well, I wouldn't I know. We'll find out later. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Depressingly, once again, last night we had the taking the knee being booed before uh, the England-Austria game. It was hurriedly drowned out by the applause of the majority of the supporters in the ground. But as Gareth Southgate said, you can't pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, and you know, Bakaya Saka's interviewed about it after the game. He well, so scored his first Greenish. goal for England. Greenish and... saying the same thing, saying yeah. that, you know, we, we, we hate it. We don't like it. You know, it's not, I mean, look, it, 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 it's you are dip- putting your players off. Before, yeah. I mean, beyond, I mean, look, if, beyond the stronger and more important parts of the conversation. If you can't appeal to the people doing it, their better nature or their humanity, just look at it. If you want, look at it from a football context. These, the players that you've gone to support, playing for your country, their country, they're proud to play for their country. You want them to win. You want them to win the Euros. And they start, they kick off a game with booze ringing in their ears. And all of them are affected by it, not just the black players, clearly. Yeah. Troy Townsend joins us from Kick It Out. Good afternoon, Troy. Good afternoon, gents. I mean, I, I, you can't come up with answers, can you? It's I, You don't quite know how to approach it, what to say, but it, it, it is just depressing. Well, Paul, you know, the taking of the knee is not new, is it? We've been talking in this space now for the best part of a year since Project Restart, you know, and it was quite clearly defined why the players wanted to to bring this to the fore, why they wanted to do it before every match day. And that has been consistent. So you either are listening to what the players are trying to achieve here or you're not. And I think what happened last night, the the booing, and, and let's be serious, whether it's isolated or not, it happened enough for it to be drowning out mm. our, our TV screens. Um, you know, it happened in the Champions League final with two English sides in the Champions League final and it happened in the FA Cup final. So we now know that there are there are elements of a lot of fan bases who are who are not not listening or not understanding or what not wanting to appreciate. And I heard what you said there just then, Paul. And you know, this is the English white players, this is the England black players, this is the England dual heritage players who are playing for their shirt, they're playing for the free lions, they're representing their country and all the pride that that must bring, not only to themselves, but their family members and, and football clubs, etc. as well. So to hear that booing, as, as, you, as you're just about to represent, in the build-up to a big tournament where England actually have been, obviously, you know, we are very hopeful, aren't we, that we could bring that trophy home. To hear that booing just says to me that there's a certain section of the fan base that supports England that actually only wants you to bring that trophy home on their terms. Um, and for me, that is probably the, the the most disrespectful element of what I heard last night. Mm. I, I, I found it so demoralising. And I wonder, and 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 this isn't the uh, this isn't the import the key part of this, but there were more people in that crowd who applauded than booed. I think, right? It, I can't be sure, but I, it felt like a sizable minority that booed and a majority that applauded. And I wonder if you know, in the, in the sort of banal practicalities of taking a knee, there is a silence and a boo and then a cheer. And I wonder if and the applause to drown out. I wonder if now we should say, if you go to a football match and you are anti-racist and you are proud of being anti-racist and you are proud of supporting your players that are are, are calling for equality, that you start applauding as soon as they take the knee. You start cheering 
as soon as they take a knee to say we are supporting this so if you know we are we are starting this rather than waiting for the booze mm. i don't know if that is a good idea or not Troy. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying max but you know the onus here is 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 on those people who actually are showing their disgust um and whilst i understand what you're saying you know let's cheer louder let's cheer first let's bring it to the fore those people will still be booing so whether we hear it whether it's drowned out or whether it's not um, we have to identify who those people are. You know, everyone talks about education in this space and let's provide the understanding around what the players are doing, what they're trying to achieve, what the game has embraced, why they feel that equality, you know, in regards to, to racial equality, but also in terms of just the wider elements of discrimination. Why is it so important? I, if I've heard one player say that, I've heard a million players say it. Mm. So if you don't want to get it at this time, in this space now it's because you've never understood it and for me no element of education will really change someone's mind if, if they're that way inclined mm. we have to offer it as an opportunity but i think that now we've got to come to a stage where we really have to start rooting out these, these people remembering you know those clips and images will go around the world now football is coming to england the euros is coming to england and if that's going to be the start base of where we kick off our football matches, this story is only going to grow and grow and grow. Mm. Um, and it would overshadow what I hope would be a really important and, and successful tournament that we're going to have. And, and we pride ourselves generally on being far more enlightened than a, an awful lot of other nations in this area. And as you say, it, it, to send those pictures do go around the world and those countries that we've criticised in the past over the racist incidents will say... Yeah, well, this is happening in England. What's the difference? Yeah, we do pride ourselves, but we pride ourselves with our own personal ignorance, to be totally honest. You know, we, we tend to are ready to shout about it when it's in Bulgaria, when it's in Montenegro, because it's not our responsibility as such. So we can shout at those, those you, know, you know, nations because it's easy. But for me, we always have to start looking inwardly first. It's no point talking about what happens in Bulgaria and Montenegro if it still happens on our field of play, if it still happens in our stands, we have to get our own house in order and be as as good as we can be on this topic of conversation um, and in our punishments and in all other aspects of how we provide education and how extensive that may be. But we have to make sure that we do that here before we're critical. It's right that we are critical when it happens. No, one, we don't want any of our players exposed to hate you know, when they're playing for their country, when they're playing for their clubs. But, you know, it's a little bit of, well, we have to make sure that we do what's right and everything that's right here first. Um, and you're quite right, you know, the whole of the Euros, and I'll go beyond that, the whole of the world will be looking at this competition, you know, and, and, and making sure first and foremost that we can pull it off because a lot of the games are based in England, but also that, that we, it goes without any kind of controversy. And that will be the biggest amount of controversy to start with. What do we say, Troy? People who've read the history know that taking the knee has been going since the 1780s, you know, through to Martin Luther King. Melissa Reddy wrote a good piece about this to Colin Kaepernick as well. The people, and as you can imagine, lots of texts saying, you know, this is to do with BLM. This is a political narrative forced by left-wing people. What do we say to people who are, you know, who, who to the point of disliking this conversation so much, are prepared to spend 50p on a text message to this radio station right now? I can see them in front of me. Yeah, but Max, you know, every time I come on and talk about racism in football, that you would also get a flood of text messages. So it's not just about BLM, as they put it, or Marxist organisation. It's almost the topic of conversation around racism. 
many of those people that are texting in will actually not believe that racism exists, will not want to appreciate the experiences of players and how they have been targeted based on the colour of their skin or their background or faith. So it's nothing new, is it? We're not, we're in this space to hopefully try and help people understand, but we have to accept that there will be a large majority who will not, no matter how it's presented, want to appreciate and understand the experiences of others who do not look like them, who do not sound like them. And as far as they're concerned, are a little bit of a prima donna because of all the money that they get as well. So let, let's split those people from those that actually want to understand in this space. And to be fair, let, let's get this right. For the past year, so many people have been on board with understanding the experience of, of, of others and, and wanting to learn, wanting to read more books, wanting to go on webinars, wanting to understand more in this space, the experiences of so many, and then form that bond to be allies so that they can go off and influence other people as well. But there will still be the hardcore who, no matter what, I'll be honest with you, it could be Black Lives Matter. It could be kick it out when we were prominent and people were saying, well, what, what do you do as an organisation? Or it could be any other organisation that's around racism as such, let's say, but um, very many parts of discrimination itself that do not want it on their airwaves, do not want it in their stadiums. They're there to watch the football. It's almost like they're controlling the experience of the players the negative experience that players can can have receive they want that control they want to be the people in control of that that can't be right so opening your mind up being appreciative that we're all different we all have those different experiences but also understanding that that you know they have so much those people have so much to learn as well um but they have to have the appetite to learn and i think the people that are probably texting in don't appreciate that they have to have the appetite to learn. They're not open-minded enough to do that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We've got to guess the ages of these people that Andy's going to come up with. And uh, the one that uh, does so with the, f- the kind of fewest years, if you like, the margin of error that builds over 10 birthdays, is the winner. I've won 18, Max has won three, but he did win last week. Uh, and it does mean I lead us off this afternoon as I'm officially a loser. So take it away, Andy and Pele and Jeff. Yes, and our first birthday today is our very good friend. We're going to be hearing from him talk sport uh, next week. David Badil. David Badil. Oh, Dave, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, when we were together last week, well, he brought me one of those old-fashioned dairy-made ice cream cornets, which I promptly spilled down the front of my top. Yes, I had three lions on my shirt. Oh, very good. Oh, good. Oh, Dave, he's got, um, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I mean, you worked with him for how many years? Yeah, I'm, not say this is, I'm not going to say this is a fix. Well. What is he? 50, a bit younger. 57, I'm going to go with. So I think that's quite a good guess there. Uh, I'll go 56. <laughs> oh, he's 57. Oh, okay, well, I've got go. the direct okay. hit. Today. Here we go. Ten people that Paul's worked with regularly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. see. That's what happens a week after <laughs> yeah. he loses. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure he's worked with all the people on the list today. No, but, no, <laughs> I've been around a while. But, okay. um, it's, it's Paul, next Neil, birthday. Max Wan. Okay, yes, yeah. next birthday. TalkSport producer John Cadden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the musical theatre actor and singer Edina Menzel. Edina Menzel. And Edina yeah. uh, loves an argument about football. She's still insisting Jeff Hurst's second goal in the 1966 World Cup final wasn't over the line. I said to her, come on, Edina, why don't you just let it go? Here we are. Yeah. Well, that gives me a clue mm. that she sung Let It Go from Frozen Hope because I haven't got a clue this person is. <laughs> right, okay. Did you know who that was? Uh, only there's a very funny clip of um, John Travolta trying to say her name at the Oscars. Right. Doesn't do a great job. 
with it. Because I was going to go <laughs> really high, but now okay. she sings Let It Go. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> That's what, it was all done in autotune. That's what she sounds like. Right. Oh, this go. is a real problem. This is a real problem this early. Got no teeth. <laughs> Stop young, it, Paul. Stop young, it. How young is she? Because, because you know, that was quite a few We're years ago, Paul, Paul, mate. No, my God. <laughs> this early, this early. Yeah. Mm. 38. I'll tell you what, for a bloke who didn't know, I don't know how old she is, do I? I mean, I mean, she can't be much. She's got to be around that. 41, I'm going to go with. Surprisingly, Adina is 50. Oh, she's wearing well. Yeah, yeah. it is. Paul, Paul 9, go. Max 13. That could okay. have been a disaster. Yeah, well done, Max. That was good. You oh, got out of jail there. Okay. Yes, happy birthday to the soul singer of Midnight Train to Georgia. Oh. It's Gladys Knight. And uh, I organised a dinner dinner party for her and three of my lesser-known sporting mates, actually. <laughs> the English darts player Pip Blackwell, <laughs> yeah. the international lawn bowls player Pip <laughs> Branfield, and European senior tour professional Pip Elson. Yeah. He's had a wonderful evening with Gladys Knight and the Pip. Of course you did, yeah. And yeah. good night. <laughs> <laughs> the most telegraph joke in yeah, the history of really. jokes. Yeah. It was marvellous. Gladys Knight's got to be getting on, with respect. What a legend, though. Um, uh, what is she these days? 78, Gladys. 82. 77, great guess. Oh, that was so silly of me, wasn't it? Well, it's Paul 10, Max 18. Okay, yeah. Work to do, Max. Ooh, a bit of a lead at this stage. Okay, the fine cartoonist, of course, worked for the Sunday Times from 67 to 2017, Gerald Scarf. Gerald Scarf. And back in the day, I used to go to a game with him, with uh, him and the famous conductor, Sir Simon Rattle. Oh. It was always good to go to a Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. What were the pips? You spend a lot of time with people with interesting <laughs> names, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Max? Gerald Scarf. <sighs> Blimey. You know his work, don't you? Nope. Um, 81. Yes, again, you're doing well. Even when you don't know these people, I think you're doing pretty well. He can't be far off of that. I'll go 80. He's 85. Oh, Max, I think this is, we're back in it. Well, okay. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? Right, so uh, Max, uh, Max is four out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul is... You said 80, didn't you, Paul? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. five out. So you're on 15, Paul, mm-hmm. and Max is on 22. OK. OK, still time. Bit of a okay, yeah. of the gap. OK, it's a happy birthday to the uh, lead singer of the Fine Young Cannibals, Roland Gift. Roland Gift. Roland yeah. Gift. And at one time, he had a string of runners at John Joe O'Neill's yard. <laughs> did he really? I popped over <laughs> during the festival to take a peek at them. One of the stallions had the most terrible bad breath. As I recall, John Joe said, never look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm. Oh, <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Oh, beautifully constructed. Roland Gift, you can't imagine him in his pomp, don't you, as a, as a singer with the Fine Young Cannibals, but he's, he's got to be getting on a bit now. Um, with respect, if you're listening, Roland, if you're listening. Um, 59. Well, I've written 61, so I'll stick with that. He's 60. Oh, OK. Let's put the, the two difference. players at the best of their game. Yeah. Work. Oh, 16, Paul, Max, 23. Not much in it. Back to Max. Okay. <clears throat> Happy birthday to the singer Alanis Morissette. And yeah. uh, I knew her really well when I was young. I was so poor, I could never afford to buy her a birthday present. Then, just as I landed this well paid job at Talksport, we fell out and there was no call to get her anything. What's the word for that? Oh, yeah. well, what about that? That's clever, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think. And you've lost Max now. He's just basically playing the game. He's not interested in the game. I guess I know. I'm aware of it all. That's what someone said. If you, you know, you've got 10,000 spoons, you need a knife. That's not ironic. It's just a pain in the backside. Of course it is, isn't it? yeah. 
45. Yeah, she's probably in that envelope, isn't she? 48. 47. Oh, well OK. Well this done, is... Paul. Right, what, what's that down the scores, Jeff? Well, it's still fairly tight after six. Mm. Uh, Paul is on 17 yeah. uh, and Max is on 25. So there's eight in it, four to go. It. Back to me. Now, here come off. the four that you don't know. Wow. That always separate the men from the boys. Mm. The it's Paul from the Max, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. The Joint Chief Executive of the National Theatre and Chairman of Lyric Hammersmith, Lisa Berger. Lisa Berger. And I couldn't believe my luck when she went into the fast food business with the former Arsenal chairman, Sir Chips Keswick. Hey, yes. <laughs> I, think, I think she also went into business with uh, the former footballer, Mia Hamm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose she, she would have done, yeah, Mia Burgers. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I um, <laughs> I'd say... I'd say... Thanks. 50, yeah, oh, that's good. 50... I prefer Sir Chips. Go 52. On. I'm going quite young. I've taken a chance. Current, here, current CEO... Well, it's yeah. National okay. Theatre, yeah. Lisa yeah. Berger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 52. Yeah. That's quite a good guess there. I go 56. 59. Okay. Oh, I think this could be this could be the moment we it gets very tight. So the gap has been closed. Mm. It is now Paul 24, Max 28. Four wow. in it. Four in it. Here we go. Max is next. Okay. Uh, happy birthday mm. to the president of the National Farmers Union, oh. Minette Batters. Minette batters. <laughs> and uh, we still own a fish and chip shop together. I do the frying and Minette batters. <laughs> hey, that's too runny stuff. That's very good. Minette like batters. Yeah. President of the National Farmers Union is 67. I might go a bit younger, but not much. 60, I'm going to go. She's 54. Oh, oh, she? Still a long way. Damn it. Still a long way. Come on, Minette. She's had a tough paper round. <laughs> What's that done? The scores, Jeff? Paul moves on to 30, and Max is now on 41. 11 in it, two to go. Oh, still not much, though. Okay. Here we go, then. How many? How many? 11. Uh, Me next. Okay. Uh, the chairman of the O2 of O2 PLC from 2004 to 2006, Sir David Arculus. Sir David Arculus. And uh, last time we met, we had a huge row over whose turn it was to wear the virtual reality headset. It's an <laughs> Oculus Rift. <laughs> hey. Good night. Very good. David, can't Arcus. say good night more than once, Andy. Yeah. I think in a run of ten. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> These, this standard, I can say good night ten times. David Oculus, <laughs> seventy. Do you know David Oculus? I know the name when he was from his publishing days, but I don't know. Oh, I've never. I don't think I ever met him. Risk, isn't it? Never ever met him. What did you say? Sixty. I went seventy. You went seventy. Yeah. Seventy-five. Ooh. Good work. Ooh. He's spot on. Sir David Arculus is seventy-five. Okay. Seventy-five. So what's, what's that down the scores? Moment, it? it makes it very interesting because that's nine down, one to go. Paul is on thirty-five. Mm. Max is on forty-one. There's yeah. six in it, and it's Paul to go first. Okay, here we go then. Okay, it's the Conservative MP for West Aberdeenshire and King Cardine, Andrew Bowie. Andrew Bowie. And I couldn't believe it recently when he uh, listed a very expensive antique globe on eBay for about a tenth of its value, which I snapped up. That's why I always call Bowie the man who sold the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? That's so oh, Wonderful, sad. wonderful, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Do you know Andrew Bowie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you really know when him? When I was a parliamentary assistant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> of course, that's my politics, as everyone yeah, would have yeah. guessed for the last ten years. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I mean, I, I just haven't got a clue. 
I'm just going to guess. I'm going to go 58. I think that's oh, that's quite good. <sighs> it's, a, it's not much in it. It's only six, isn't it? It's only six. I've gone 58. Gone okay. 58. Go on, Max. We need the tension music, really, isn't it? 65. Ooh. So, oh. what was it? What did you say, Paul? 56? Oh, I definitely no, wrong. I said, you heard Jeff I, Peters exhale said, like that. I said 58, didn't I? 58? Yeah. So I said 65. Well, bad luck because Andrew Bowie is 34. Oh, oh, let's sneak one in there. Oh, 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 that's oh, clever, yeah. Andy. It's clever. The, the, <laughs> Bowie, the old Bowie move. Oh, Max, so, went, Max went the wrong way. Went the wrong way. Oh, went the wrong way. So agony. Well, Paul was twenty-four out. Max yeah. was thirty-one out. So the final scores: it's Paul fifty-nine, Max seventy-two. It's nineteen-three that Paul leads, and Max fails to get back-to-back victories. Oh, Andy man. shaped that, of course, with the old Bowie at thirty-four. It was clever, Andy. It was brilliant. brilliant. You it made was it. Brilliant. It was. It was a good move. I mean, I listen, think. you cannot argue with a game that goes to the last. Yeah. Where where the with a second guesser can get it right yeah. if they go either way it had everything that game I, you know uh, Andy Goldstein and Darren Goff will be taking your calls after four yeah they, 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 they'll still be talking about it they're going to get yes it's no, they're doing fish fingers oh, they are fish fingers we always find room for fish fingers much like that bloke did a hundred of them okay Andy thank you I shall see you Lovely. tomorrow I'll enjoy watching yes. England's batting collapse in your company tomorrow it's always, <laughs> cheers, always Andy, cheers Jeff it's always a joy cheers uh, cheers Andy cheers, cheers, cheers Jeff for the, narrative, for the narrative of victory for me there would have been yeah. better but you know you're an elite sports person you don't well, no, care I, for I, narratives I, I do you? I was clueless I look at my score it's quite terrible I mean you know I'm, I feel sorry for Andrew Bubby we put about we put double his age on him poor fella anyway there we are that's the birthday spread you get the idea um, it's now 19-3 isn't it it is 19-3 but that's a very dangerous lead it is yeah. well they, they always say that the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show and Andy Jacobs the skullduggery of slinging in a mere child of 34 like that. I, I thought it was... He, listen, he his job is to do the jokes and the birthdays. I have no axe to grind with Andy. Uh, you played very well. I played very well. And I'm disappointed myself. Cause that is, <laughs> I that, can see. That's one that's got away. You are, I can it? see. It's got away. You, you just want to build that momentum. I really you don't. I just think if I can get two on the spin, I think three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to 19 take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we'll do it all again next week. Max, you're back on Saturday, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Saturday, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock with uh, Charlie. Sunday, 9 o'clock with Barry. Uh, and Andy will be back with me tomorrow. I'll have some live racing uh, for you. And we'll keep an eye on the cricket, which is always a joy with Andy. Plus, of course, clips of the week. So if you can join us, great. If not, podcast available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.